0: chapter ten of the d'artagnan romances volume three part one by alexandre dumas translated by william robson this librivox recording is in the public domain the arithmetic of monsieur de mazarin whilst the king was directing his course rapidly toward the wing of the castle occupied by the cardinal taking nobody with him but his valet de chambre the officer of the musketeers came out breathing like a man who has for a long time been forced to hold his breath from the little cabinet of which we have already spoken and which the king believed to be quite solitary this little cabinet had formerly been part of the chamber from which it was only separated by a thin partition it resulted that this partition which was only for the eye permitted the ear the least indiscreet to hear every word spoken in the chamber there was no doubt then that this lieutenant of musketeers had heard all that passed in his majesty's apartment warned by the last words of the young king he came out just in time to salute him on his passage and to follow him with his eyes till he had disappeared in the corridor then as soon as he had disappeared he shook his head after a fashion peculiarly his own and in a voice which forty years absence from gascony had not deprived of its gascon accent a melancholy service said he and a melancholy master these words pronounced the lieutenant resumed his place in his fauteuil stretched his legs and closed his eyes like a man who either sleeps or meditates during this short monologue and the mise-en-scene that had accompanied it whilst the king through the long corridors of the old castle proceeded to the apartment of Monsieur de mazarin a secret of another sort was being enacted in those apartments mazarin was in bed suffering a little from the gout but as he was a man of order who utilized even pain he forced his wakefulness to be the humble servant of his labor he had consequently ordered bernouin his valet de chambre to bring him a little traveling dress so that he might write in bed but the gout is not an adversary that allows itself to be conquered so easily therefore at each movement he made the pain from dull became sharp is brienne there asked he of bernouin no monseigneur replied the valet de chambre monsieur de brienne with your permission is gone to bed but if it is the wish of your eminence he can speedily be called no it is not worth while let us see however cursed ciphers and the cardinal began to think counting on his fingers the while oh ciphers is it said bernouin very well if your eminence attempts calculations i will promise you a pretty headache to-morrow and with that please to remember monsieur guenegaud is not here you are right Bernouin. you must take Brienne's place my friend indeed i ought to have brought monsieur colbert with me that young man goes on very well Bernouin very well a very orderly youth i do not know said the valet de chambre but i don't like the countenance of your young man who goes on so well 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 bernouin we don't stand in need of your advice place yourself there take the pen and write i am ready monseigneur what am i to write there that's the place after the two lines are ready traced, I am there. Right, seven hundred and sixty thousand livres. That is written. Upon Lyon, the cardinal appeared to hesitate. Upon Lyon, repeated Bernouwen. Three million nine hundred thousand livres well monseigneur upon bordeaux seven millions seven repeated bernouin yes said the cardinal pettishly seven then recollecting himself you understand bernouin added he that all this money is to be spent Monseigneur, whether it be to be spent or put away, is of very little consequence to me, since none of these millions are mine. Uh, These millions are the king's. It is the king's money, I am reckoning. Well, what were we saying? You always interrupt me. Seven millions upon Bordeaux. Ah! yes that's right upon madrid four millions i give you to understand plainly to whom this money belongs benouin seeing that everybody has the stupidity to believe me rich in millions i repel the silly idea a minister besides has nothing of his own come go on rentre Generales, seven millions properties nine millions have you written that benouin yes monseigneur barza six hundred thousand livres various property two millions ah i forgot the furniture of the different chateau must i put of the crown asked benouin no no it is of no use doing that that is understood have you written that benouin yes monseigneur and uh, the ciphers stand straight under one another cast them up benouin thirty-nine millions two hundred and sixty thousand livres monseigneur ah cried the cardinal in a tone of vexation there are not yet forty millions benouin recommenced the addition no monseigneur there want seven hundred and forty thousand livres mazarin asked for the account and revised it carefully yes but said benouin thirty-nine millions two hundred and sixty thousand livres make a good round sum ah banuen i wish the king had it your eminence told me that this money was his majesty's doubtless as clear and transparent as possible these thirty-nine millions are bespoken and much more banuen smiled after his own fashion that is like a man who believes no more than he is willing to believe, whilst preparing the cardinal's night draft and putting his pillow to rights. Oh, said Mazarin, when the valet had gone out, not yet forty millions. I must, however, attain that sum which I had set down for myself. But who knows whether I shall have time? I think I am going. I shall never reach it. And yet who knows that i may not find two or three millions in the buckets of my good friends the spaniards they discovered peru those people did and-what the devil they must have something left as he was speaking thus entirely occupied with his ciphers and thinking no more of his gout repelled by a preoccupation which with the cardinal was the most powerful of all preoccupations Manouan rushed into the chamber quite in a fright well asked the cardinal what is the matter now the king monseigneur the king how the king said mazarin quickly concealing his paper the king here the king at this hour i thought he was in bed long ago what is the matter then the king could hear these last words and see the terrified gesture of the cardinal rising up in his bed, for he entered the chamber at that moment. "'It is nothing, monsieur le cardinal, or at least nothing which can alarm you. It is an important communication which I wish to make to your eminence tonight. That is all.' Mazarin immediately thought of that marked attention which the king had given to his words concerning Mademoiselle de Mancini, and the communication appeared to him probably to refer to this source. He recovered his serenity, then instantly, and assumed his most agreeable air, a change of countenance which inspired the king with the greatest joy, and when Louis was seated. "'Sire,' said the cardinal, "'I ought certainly to listen to your Majesty standing, but the violence of my complaint.' "'No ceremony between us, my dear monsieur le cardinal,' said Louis kindly. "'I am your pupil, and not the king.' you know very well and this evening in particular as i come to you as a petitioner as a solicitor as one very humble and desirous to be kindly received too mazarin seeing the heightened color of the king was confirmed in his first idea that is to say that love thoughts were hidden under all these fine words this time political cunning keen as it was made a mistake this color was not caused by the bashfulness of a juvenile passion but only by the painful contraction of the royal pride like a good uncle mazarin felt disposed to facilitate the confidence speak sire said he and since your majesty is willing for an instant to forget that i am your subject and call me your master and instructor i promise your majesty my most devoted and tender consideration thanks monsieur le cardinal answered the king that which i have to ask of your eminence has but little to do with myself so much the worse replied the cardinal so much the worse sire i should wish your majesty to ask me of something of importance even a sacrifice but whatever it may be you ask me i am ready to set your heart at rest by granting it my dear sire well this is what brings me here said the king with a beating of the heart that had no equal except the beating of the heart of the minister i have just received a visit from my brother the king of england mazarin bounded in his bed as if he had been put in relation with a laden jar or a voltaic pile at the same time that a surprise or rather a manifest disappointment inflamed his features with such a blaze of anger that louis the fourteenth little diplomatist as he was, saw that the minister had hoped to hear something else. "'Charles the Second exclaimed Mazarin with a hoarse voice and a disdainful movement of his lips. "'You have received a visit from Charles the Second?' "'From King Charles the Second,' replied Louis, according in a marked manner to the grandson of Henry the Fourth, the title which Mazarin had forgotten to give him yes monsieur le cardinal that unhappy prince has touched my heart with the relation of his misfortunes his distress is great monsieur le cardinal and it has appeared painful to me who have seen my own throne disputed who have been forced in times of commotion to quit my capital to me in short who am acquainted with misfortune to leave a deposed and fugitive brother without assistance eh said the cardinal sharply why had he not as you have a jules mazarin by his side his crown would then have remained intact i know all that my house owes to your eminence replied the king haughtily and you may believe well that i on my part shall never forget it it is precisely because my brother the king of england has not about him the powerful genius who has saved me it is for that i say that i wish to conciliate the aid of that same genius and beg you to extend your arm over his head well assured monsieur le cardinal that your hand by touching him only would know how to replace upon his brow the crown which fell at the foot of his father's scaffold sire replied mazarin i thank you for your good opinion with regard to myself but we have nothing to do yonder they are a set of madmen who deny god and cut off the heads of their kings they are dangerous observe sire and filthy to touch after having wallowed in royal blood and covenantal murder that policy has never suited me i scorn it and reject it therefore you ought to assist in establishing a better what is that the restoration of charles the second for example good heavens cried mazarin does the poor prince flatter himself with that chimera yes he does replied the young king terrified at the difficulties opposed to this project which he fancied he could perceive in the infallible eye of his minister he only asks for a million to carry out his purpose is that all a little million if you please said the cardinal ironically with an effort to conquer his italian accent a little million if you please brother bah a family of mendicants cardinal said louis raising his head that family of mendicants is a branch of my family are you rich enough to give millions to other people sire have you millions to throw away Oh." replied Louis Fourteenth, with great pain, which he, however, by a strong effort, prevented from appearing on his countenance. Oh, yes, monsieur le cardinal, I am well aware I am poor, and yet the crown of France is worth a million, and to perform a good action I would pledge my crown, if it were necessary. I could find no Jews who would be willing to lend me a million. So, sire, you say you want a million, said Mazarin, yes monsieur i say so you are mistaken greatly mistaken sire uh, you want much more than that benouin you shall see sire how much you really want what cardinal said the king are you going to consult a lackey about my affairs Manouan cried the cardinal again without appearing to remark the humiliation of the young prince come here Benouin, and tell me the figures i gave you just now cardinal cardinal did you not hear me said louis turning pale with anger do not be angry sire i deal openly with the affairs of your majesty every one in france knows that my books are as open as a day what did i tell you to do just now bernouin your eminence commanded me to cast up an account you did it did you not yes my lord do verify the amount of which his majesty at this very moment stands in need did i not tell you so be frank my friend your eminence said so well what sum did i say i wanted 45 millions i think and what sum could we find after collecting all our resources, thirty-nine millions two hundred and sixty thousand, that is correct, benouin, that is all I wanted to know. Leave us now, said the cardinal, fixing his brilliant eye upon the young king who sat mute with stupefaction. However, stammered the king what do you still doubt sire said the cardinal well here is a proof of what i said and mazarin drew from under his bolster the paper covered with figures which he presented to the king who turned away his eyes his vexation was so deep therefore as it is a million you want sire and that million is not set down here it is forty-six millions your majesty stands in need of well i don't think that any jews in the world would lend such a sum even upon the crown of france the king clenching his hands beneath his ruffles pushed away his chair so it must be then said he my brother the king of england will die of hunger sire replied mazarin in the same tone remember this proverb which i give you as the expression of the soundest policy rejoice at the being poor when your neighbor is poor likewise louis meditated for a few moments with an inquisitive glance directed to the paper one end of which remained under the bolster then said he it is impossible to comply with my demand for money my lord cardinal is it absolutely sire remember this will secure me a future enemy if he succeed in recovering his crown without my assistance if your majesty only fears that you may be quite at ease replied mazarin eagerly very well i say no more about it exclaimed louis the fourteenth have i at least convinced you sire placing his hand upon that of the young king perfectly if there be anything else ask it sire i shall be most happy to grant it to you having refused this anything else my lord why yes am i not a devoted body and soul to your majesty hola benouin lats and guards for his majesty his majesty is returning to his own chamber not yet monsieur since you place your good will at my disposal i will take advantage of it for yourself sire asking the cardinal hoping that his niece was at length about to be named no monsieur not for myself replied louis but still for my brother charles the brow of mazarin again became clouded and he grumbled a few words that the king could not catch End of chapter 10. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.